The TNT Shop has great gift ideas for your furry family member at tntradio.live. Joseph Arthur and his Technicolor Dreamcast on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Well, back in the day, and now we can say back in the day about the COVID insanity, at least portions of it. I guess it's still upon us, obviously, but you know what I mean? Back in the day, musicians were notoriously quiet about speaking out about, you know, health freedom and freedom of choice in terms of vaccine stuff. But this guy, he was not afraid. He spoke out. He, I even met him at a, an LA freedom rally. I forget what that was called, but let me introduce him and then he can remind me what it was called. Deepak is an American born virtuoso composer, multi-instrumentalist, record producer, and actor best known for being the lead singer and violinist for the electro pop project robot nature and for being the orchestrator for the hit disney animated series mira royal detective he's classically trained in violin since four uh he lends his immense talent to elicit a remarkable range of emotion from soul center meditative bliss to ecstatic jubilation inspiring his listeners to go beyond the ordinary and access transcendent states of joy and spiritual amazingness deepak thank you for coming on what was that la freedom rally that we met at what was that called? It was called Defeat, Defeat the Mandates. Defeat the Mandates. Thank you. <laughs> I'm fasting right now, so it's like I'm a little like woo. You are too. I'm on. I'm on day five. Are... I'm on day five of water right now. Bro, I'm on day three of a water fast right now. You're not supposed to say what? it biblically, I'm, but you know what? I'm like I'm like can't think of certain words, but I feel you know it's weird because fast. It's so crazy. Another friend of mine is on a fast too, uh, and we didn't do it together it's uh, it must be in the air you're day five day five, day five. Yeah, I've done, now, most i've done is 24. i've done i've done you know 21 24 18 just pure I'm, water I'm a bunch of 10 days you know i usually do like a reset guy. at least once a year i do reset like once a year guy. and then and then throughout the year i might do like little quick three-day ones but i usually do like a big Dude, one once a year who are we are we the same person are we the yeah. same person now now your longest is longer than my longest i will say that and I mean fasting, but I'm bumped. No, but um, but I'm right there behind you because my longest is 21 days, which is kooky. I I mean, That's dude, awesome. yeah, it is awesome, but it it got a little wild. I mean, how how long are you planning to go on this one? Your fi day five, I'm impressed. I use electrolytes. I hope you're getting electrolytes. Uh, it's pure water for me right now, but I do have these trace mineral drops, which have trace amounts of calories if we're you know like i'm talking about like three calories or something it's nothing so i, I feel like whatever on that yeah. but it's it's a pure water fest autophagy is kicking off autophagy stem cell reproduction we are rebuilding ourselves we are empowered to be healthy beings of the universe but you're on day five are you using electrolytes and how do you feel I'm not. I just use a little bit of uh, a little bit of pink salt here and there. But okay. I pretty much when I've, I've done mine, I've just done only water, nothing else. Um, and then, uh, but yeah, no pink salt. I'm feeling great. Uh, day the day three for me is uh, was a little bit more like I was a little slower that day. And then when I got to four, which was yesterday, it started coming back. And now I'm in that like clear energy mode where I only need like three hours of sleep, and uh, everything's pretty on point right now. It's amazing. I, I, I wish more people would engage in fasting. My mom's having some s certain kinds of issues and I keep trying to convince her to go on a fast and my dad and I send them videos and they just, it just, 
they can't get their mind around it it's too far yeah. out there for them and it's just like i'm just like please just do a three-day water fast just take electrolytes it makes it a lot less hazy but yeah i am on that day three plus i have a little bit of a stuffed up thing going on so um but that's interesting so how long are you planning on going yeah good question i sometimes i set it set a time sometimes i don't i usually uh when i don't it's because i'm listening to like when i know that impulses craving stuff of habit is gone then i know so sometimes that could be 13 days 15 days you know i might do 10 days so i so if i'm like if i'm still driving by and i'm like oh i want to get this like pizza or whatever and i'm like all right th that's still i'm not done yet or if i'm smelling something but like there's a point where i know that i'm like oh cool that exists but i don't feel something inside of me pulling me out of myself which is what i'm really like doing it's a spirit it's spiritual it's physical all at the same time and you know we're as humans we're creatures of habit and a lot of times we start re not realizing how much the habits are controlling us. So for me, it's like it's resetting everything around the mind and everything. And when I know that the, like there's something in me that's impulsive that's not pulling me anymore, I'll be like, all right, we know we're good, you know. So it could be long, you know, it could be longer. It could be uh, 15 days, 20 days. We'll see. Wow, I might check in with you uh, from time to time on the old text and be like, are you still going? Because I don't know how long I'm going to go, but. You know, I, I think I'm definitely going to do a few more days. I, a lot of times, because I'm like you, I'll do big ones here and there. But I do, I often do a three-day one. And I'll do like a lazy three-day where on the night of day three, I'll hit some bone broth. That's kind of like my lazy day three, where it's sure. like it doesn't even have to be full on. Like I can go ahead and break it a little bit the night before. Like, you know, but then every once in a while, I'll be like kind of disappointed. Like, because you get into this altered state you do get into this higher consciousness and you do get into like sort of this electric brain st state where you're there's less brain fog i know i sort of said the opposite uh earlier about forgetting words but on top of that there is some of that and i think that's the lack of electrolytes but on top of that there is this more crystalline clarity in your mind do you notice that absolutely and that's why you I mean you're talking about losing words but you're also on day three and that's the thing is the body has a lot of stuff stored in it right there's toxins there's things in the body things in the intestines and usually the body just is too busy taking in new information new food and things like that that it doesn't have time to deal with residue and so like you know it makes sense that if you suddenly stop it might you know that's why a lot of people that haven't fasted they understand you know if you feel like your mind's like oh this is crazy or this is wrong or your body's hungry that's just the body again habits it's thinking about oh i need to digest something's different here and it might go through a couple waves of hunger and, and mind stuff over the few first few days and that's where being lethargic a little bit might be normal because it's actually the beginning of the body reprogramming and recalibrating uh, to a new thing that it's realizing, oh, this, my, my guy, my guy's changing, changing it up real quick and that's starting to get used to it and the body listens to that. Um, so in terms of like the clarity you're talking about and all that, yeah, it starts to kick in because now if we're, the, the, you know, I look at it like there's an imaginary flashlight inside the, in the, the, you know, the, the gastrointestinal system and it's looking around, usually it's looking for food, but if it's not there after a while, it starts looking further. It's like, oh, wait a second. What are these oils that are just floating around there? Because oils just kind of like get stuck along the edges little by little as we eat. And it's like, oh, look at that. Let me break that down. Let me break this down. And what happens is as you do it, the body starts feeling lighter and more clear. It's basically eating up those things and breaking down toxins and then releasing. And as you drink a bunch of water, you're flushing. And all of a sudden you get that really, that clarity, that electricity you were talking about. Also like almost psychic energy, synchronicities. Like I start thinking about people and they call right away. There's a lot of alignment that starts happening. I get to points where I'm like, you know, I don't need to sleep that much. I generally don't sleep that much anyway. I'm usually a three to four hour a day sleeper, but then it becomes really Jeez. clear 
on a fast because I'm like, you know, and I'm, cause I'm doing a lot of meditation and breathing already anyway, even when I'm not fasting, but now it just puts me right into that kind of deep state. My meditations are deeper, thoughts are clearer, energy is much higher. I'm like super hyper-focused and the brain's firing off, but it still feels grounded and relaxed at the same time. That's a great way. I can tell, dude, the way you're rattling that off. It's like, holy crap, Deepak, slow down, man. You're too inspired, bro. You're going to blow up the Thank place. You. <laughs> you know, because also inflammation happens in your brain, carbohydrates and all that. So all that clears out and autophagy starts happening. You're like saying about the flashlight in the intestines. Autophagy, your body is eating away old damaged cells, precancer cells. It's like it's immaculate for that. And we evolved through what whether you believe in evolution or not but our history is feast famine cycles so we you know for gazillions of years humans would feast and famine we would go through long periods where there was no food and then all of a sudden we would kill a bear and sit there and gorge ourselves on bear meat for like you know 10 hours straight and then just be like hey i'm full and now here comes another four days where you don't eat and then you get all like the sort of food industrial complex that comes up with things like breakfast food and it's just crap in a cardboard box and it's all propaganda. It's like, there's not breakfast food, there's just food, <laughs> you know, but it wants to make it so that people are eating all the time and then your body never gets a chance to heal. And this is pertinent because, you know, we've been assaulted by, uh, you know, f big pharma that's told so many people that the only way that they can be healthy is if they take their weird injections and stuff like that. And it's just not true. And, and, and people just need this information that there's so many things they can do to heal themselves and, and to not be intimidated by something like a three day water fast, because if anyone allowed themselves to do it, not only is it a sort of a psychedelic experience on some level, because it puts you in a different state of consciousness, but you, you start like feeling and looking younger and you, and, and just like, you can tell your immune system is like reestablishing itself. Big time, all that, you know, you get that, that deep clarity, that deep drop in. And again, like, like you said about society, like society is being ingrained with a lot of stuff that's basically as an overall general, it's basically looking outside for answers. Oh, let's depend on government. Let's depend on this information. Let's depend on the media. Let's depend on the news and like taking away people from really trusting that there's something inside that actually does have a deeper knowing, you know, that deeper knowing and, you know, it's, and it's God and it's intuition and, and all of that inside. And, you know, knowing that like, oh, my body, I trust that to like to know and tell me certain things about what to do versus like, oh, uh, well, the doctor, this person told me to do that. So I'm going to do it. I'm like, but how does that actually feel? Are you really dropping in and actually feeling it? Or are you just doing it blindly because someone told you, you know, not everyone has the same thing. Not everyone has the same path. Not everyone's going to have the same diet. Not everyone has the same schedule. And so, we, you know, this one size fits all thing. And again, I think I, I, I like to blow this concept up to everything governance, like one size fits all around governance, around centralization. It's the same thing around information, the same thing around diet, you know, so that's, you know, just really stepping back into freedom, which is the big word that, you know, you and I relate on. And then, if, you know, thinking about freedom from the inside out, you know, really stepping into that. How much of it do you think is a result of the spiritual war we're undergoing, the, the battle for good and evil that you're in, engaged in this? I know that the, I, I've talked to you before, and I know that you, you've been on a spiritual path for a long time, but do you feel an extra sense of motivation? Is there something more behind it than, than before when you do this? Things definitely feel more charged right now in the world. I think the battle itself is 
it, as a concept is generally the same and it's existed throughout human history in different waves and empires and different you know states of consciousness and people just kind of you know there's there's that wave and cyclical nature of existence between certain times of more renaissance ages and artistic ages and creative ages where we're tapping into the heart tapping into vibration and then more material ages where it's about getting things and building things and fixing things and i think that balance is there and i think right now the big change that we've seen in the last several decades is certainly the dawn of the internet and information being so massively aware uh, available to the whole world almost like in like the Akashic Records is now snap your fingers and it's all there. But that, I think that increases the waves intensity of the past. Before it was like little pockets of local things. Now it's like everyone's tuned into everything and there's so much happening that it's almost like the spiritual battle is like magnified times a thousand. It's almost like the same battle but it's that much more powerful and I think that much more important for people like us to really step in to the deeper calling of like what it is we're here to do and share and be and lead by example and inspire others to kind of just again not be depending on a system outside of ourselves and really focus on self-governance from within and then, you know, forming resilient communities and building our networks of people that are actually tuned in on, on an actual grounded grassroots level of humanity. Right on. Yeah. I mean, when you fast, do you encounter spiritual blessings? Cause they're, you know, not to go all Bible or whatever about it. And not that I even know the Bible, but just the little bits that I do know. I know, like, you know, Jesus said, when you fast, not if you fast, like, he, you know, um, you don't need to fast now because I'm here. But when I'm gone, when you fast. And so there is that connection to whatever your divine belief happens to be. Do you notice that? And do you notice blessings coming in that are that are sort of more extravagant? I would say, yeah. I mean, I think that goes in line what we were saying earlier about just like being more tapped in, like as, as this starts happening, a lot of the things that might've been clouding the body physically is also clouding the mind. All of those clouds start, you know, clearing up. You were, you were mentioning brain fog. A lot of that clears up, but I think even deeper than just mind and body is spiritual fog. And if we clear that up, now we've opened a deeper channel to be in the, uh, in the receiving of the greatness that is the divine, the God that is, that is right there for us and then we're not and we're not blocking it anymore we're allowed to really receive that many more of those blessings and we're also stepping into more gratitude i think when we're in our attitude of gratitude that's when the most blessings come and i feel like right now i'm like feeling gratitude everywhere i'm like oh my god look at the, you know like in that place where i'm like you know almost like like you said psychedelic experience i'm like look at that you know, chair you know it's like a simple thing like a chair but i'm like that chair is amazing right now because it exists right. and i'm like we can sit on that and like it's like it's a it's like it's like you feel gratitude for little things that we take for granted that are just basic like, you know a funny story that's relevant right now is uh i've had an injury in the last three weeks um you know with my fingers you know i can kind of show you you can kind of see that there's wow. it's pretty much all my fingers uh, i was in a cryotherapy Whoa. plate because i'm in i'm into like a lot of like you know those that type of healing around ice baths yeah. and things like that which I've i do cold years. plunge every day i did yeah. it today so i've never done yeah, I've never done cryotherapy, but I've heard amazing things. It's one, it is one of the best things. I've looked at the science on it. It's really powerful. It's basically like a, I've a, done it. a more concentrated version of an ice bath. So like a 45-minute ice bath could be done in like three minutes in cryo, and all the athletes, everyone's on top of it for, for all the benefits, same benefits, you know, immune system. I used, to do it. I used to do it when I boxed. I would go to cryotherapy. Yeah. It was amazing. You could, yeah. you could so, recover so fast. Totally. So my, I have some friends that opened up a new place and they're super new to it and everything. And uh, we were all there just as friends to go check it out. And we wanted to support them. And so, uh, you know, they set it to the most high setting for me because I asked for it. But unfortunately, um, didn't they, didn't the gloves the, on? they didn't give me the gloves. 
And so I, I got the socks and the mittens, and I, and I didn't know. And I think they slipped, and it's all good. Everyone's feeling like bad about it. And these are my friends, so it's like it's not you know, it's all good. And I you know we love each other, and I, I'm supporting them. And I'm glad it happened to me and not some other random person because that could have been really bad for them, like a lawsuit or something. So that said, I ended up with pretty bad frostbite, um, like a minor version of it that turned into like uh, exploded fingers and turning black and skin coming off and like wow. huge. Screen. Haven't been able to use my fingers in a long time, and I just tested it for the. He was like, "Can you play live?" You texted me earlier. I was like, "Oh man, I haven't done that in three weeks. Let me see it." And it seems like I'm able to actually, because you know, with the fingers, I can't do my pinky yet. My pinky's definitely not usable, but all my other fingers are starting to come back. But it's been three wow. weeks. It's been a, you know, interesting journey of. And then again, I look at I look at those things as also signs. Sometimes it's like a message of like, "Oh, let's let's listen to that and see what it wants. What is what is what does God and want for me right now?" And, it's, and uh, what is you know, the been, message there? Like, because that was going to be my next question. What do you think the the secret message of that is? And I hope, by the way, I hope you get like free cryotherapy for life now. There, I definitely, <laughs> no lawsuit, I definitely but free cryotherapy for life with gloves. What? Yeah, I think I'm, I, I'm excited to go do that. Actually, once this is fully healed, I'm gonna go back for that. They do have a lot of yeah. other stuff there too. The center has a hyperbaric chamber, like hyperbaric oxygen and so much stuff. Wow. And they've been, they're like, come on down for the help with your healing. So I'm going to be going down in a couple of days to do hyperbaric. They've got light therapy. They've got uh, some neon gas stuff with vibration, like a lot of really powerful scientific stuff. Um, but as far as the message, there's a lot of deeper messages I'm looking into. Some of it's around taking things for granted. That's like kind of the most simple thing to look at. It's like, oh, we take yeah. a lot of things for granted, like our fingers. And it's like, when you don't suddenly have fingers, I'm like, I've been... It's been really interesting to do things like go to the bathroom or make food or do anything. I'm like, I'm getting help from people. And also the fact that like asking for help, that's something that a lot of, like a lot of people may not like, I don't usually ask for help a lot. It's part of my, my personality. And I think I'm being okay with that. Like, you know, it's okay to ask for help in this world. We have, we have community, we have love, we have friends, we have, you know, our, our partners. And so that's, that's a big message around, around humility and surrender. Um, also, I, I know that I've been in a place where I want to get a lot my next phase of my music career and I've been doing a lot of live shows and I've been saying yes, yes, yes to all of them. And, uh, there's a big message around just saying yes to everything and not really honoring boundaries. And I'm realizing now I, what I've been needing to do is work, get in the studio, lock myself here and work on my new album and do a lot of writing. And, but because I have so many shows, I'm like distracted and I'm not really grinding right. on what I really want to be creating for the world an impact based album. That's like super powerful of this next chunk of song. So this is like caused me that. And also, we're in the final stages right now. Finally, of Plandemic the Musical, one of my big announcements. We are officially done filming. Everything's been edited, and I'm sitting here in my studio knocking out the music. I'll just like real quick. I'm gonna pop the screen up so you can kind of see up on the top there. I don't know if it oh, sees, wow. but you see Plandemic the Musical. We are yeah. we are we're in the final stages right now, and it's really on me right now. I have the final cut, and it's just me up to me to finish the scoring and and producing the final songs for it, and then we'll be. Uh, you know, putting this movie out in the in the next next month or two. So that's gonna be I pretty good. I can't big. wait to see it. All right, cool. Let me take a quick break. We'll be right back with Deepak and some music right after these words on TNT. TNT Radio's Kate Shimarani. Don't stop taking prescription medication. Always go and see your indoctrinated GP, always. But with psychiatric drugs, you have to actually wean off them. They're very addictive and you have to wean off them. Now, I find all this really concerning. But what I cannot get my head around is the worst drug of all. They just let it on 
on the market all the time. Sugar, 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 sugar. And then that's not even to bring in like MSG, monosodium glutamate. And and I, if, I, I can say, you know, you go into one of these garages and you see all the people going for food. There's nothing to eat in there. I very rarely can find anything to eat in any of these places. And if you go into the supermarket, there's only the first two aisles that have got real food. The rest, it, it's not food. And I see what people buy. I've covertly actually filmed people's trolleys, not them, don't get all excited, but I have filmed trolleys uh, to have a look what people are buying and it's shocking because what you eat determines what your brain's going to be like and your teenagers' brains do not stop developing till they're about 25 years of age. Kate Shimarani on TNT Radio. Affordable housing, we can build that. Sustainable housing, we can build that. At MIT Modular, we understand the importance of housing for all and the importance of design, cost, and functionality. Our goal is to meet the needs of our growing population by converting shipping containers to livable units. If you're like-minded and in a position to invest in something meaningful and life-changing, we want to hear from you. We are a team of professional architects, engineers, and financial and tax experts dedicated to offering unique solutions that provide a brighter future. Our Opportunity Zone Fund offers investors both real estate and operating business diversification, five-year tax deferral on capital gains, annual tax benefits, and ultimately tax-free appreciation potential. There are Opportunity Zones all over America. If you're interested in learning more about our services, need affordable housing, or want to participate in creating a new vision for tomorrow, give us a call in the U.S. on 385-985-5702 or read more at MITmodular.com. MIT Modular, we can build that. The human mind is like a computer, no matter how efficient it may be. Its reliability is only as great as the information fed into it. That's a campaign promise. Tell us the truth. Tell us the truth. We mandate that the truth be told. You're hearing it. TNT. Well, I put out a band with Peter Buck not that long ago, a few years ago, called Arthur Buck. We had a song on our album called I Am The Moment. But Deepak has a song called King Of The Moment, and he is the king of the moment because even with his fractured fingers or his messed up fingers from a cryotherapy injury, he's going to play this song for us live now. Do you want to set this song up or you just want to go into it, Deepak? This is Rocket. Rocket. you see where it's leading now haven't you had enough pain without reason why love sold his trees and cries yeah we can all see you bleeding for freedom don't wanna see another battlefield from a chosen son Another bed of ashes for the missing ones Who came to God's corner with a loaded gun Was it for nothing? And now it's up to you to take my wild heart 
and now ye hear it not the real thing, let it go. We can't always stand for nothing, no, and go sailing into the sun. Yeah, so choose all your colors and you put them on. We'll see who you are when you're standing strong A king of the moment honors everyone I honor everyone And now it's up to you to take my wife In the holy bed And now you hear it sing go it's not the real thing let it go when you find it don't deny it cause it's always been your story turn and face it can you make it take a chance now this is who we are when you find it don't deny it cause it's always been your story turn and face can you make it? Take a chance now, this is who we are. A king of the moment honors everyone. I honor everyone. I honor everyone. Deepak, king of the moment, had some. I heard some Tom York influence coming through on the falsetto. I don't know if that's valid or not, but um, for sure. Yeah. 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 It's beautiful, man. What, what, what is that song about? I was wondering who the you, you were singing to. I sort of thought maybe you're singing to yourself a little bit in that one. You're on it, man. Yeah. There's moments where I'm envisioning singing to myself, almost like a voice, of the future self singing to the current self saying hey it's almost like a reminder and it also could be me like singing to the people um but it's sort of uh it's just sort of a reminder that the thing that we have the most the thing that we can we know is real which we may not even know if it's real again that's the illusion of, of divinity is is now and so like the past is already gone the future has infinite possibilities there's visions there's ideas there's dreams but right here in this moment is where we're the most present. You know, if I'm with you and you're talking to me, but I'm thinking about something else, like my ideas or thinking about the past or future, I can't fully be in service to you as a listener and as a friend to like really dive in to your world when you're sharing with me. And I think, you know, it applies to everything. If I'm playing tennis and I'm thinking about the end of the game, I'm not going to be as good unless I'm in the moment, really in the mastery of this moment. And Bruce Lee, you can find that all over spirituality, mastery, from sports to martial arts, it's just even meditation, is that when we're in that moment, fully surrendered to that moment, that's when we are the king of our destiny, when we are truly in the space of the, of the ultimate power and love and all those things start falling into place because we're in the unknown now. The moment is unknown and we let go of all that and we're in full faith. And so we're, when we drop into full faith, 
we have infinite energy, infinite possibility, awareness, and we're really like at a, we could potentially have the highest level of mastery with whatever it is we're doing, driving a car, uh, having a conversation, whatever it might be. I think we have higher access in the moment. And so the, that's the phrase, a king of the moment honors everyone. I honor you by being fully in selfless mm. service to you to the person, to the world, whatever it might be, it happens in the moment. Obviously, we got to think and plan stuff, but we can plan that in the moment, be present. But then when we let go of all of that and then drop into it, that's when we're truly in our mastery. And I think, I think I, sports is always a great example for me because I was a tennis player. And I just remember I was always at my best when I was in the moment. When if I was thinking about like, oh, what's this next shot going to be? Or what's he going to do? And I'm like, I'm distracted by fears or thoughts or whatever. But I'm not, I'm not there. I can't really fully drop, drop into the perfection of the motion of the universe in my body and hit the best shot ever. And uh, I, saw, you know, I started seeing it through that. And I realized this applies to everything. And like that, that moment mm -hmm. thing applies to everything. It is everything. I mean, it's like, yeah, there is only, it's always now. It's never anything else. The past and the future are illusions. And in in the I was thinking about that song. What's that song? Well, uh, oak of your imagination. You know that that is there a Disney song or something that? Oh, like oh, is it? Uh, is it? Come up your imagination. Come with yeah. me. Yeah, that's from Willy Wonka. Two. Willy Wonka, right? And I, and I was thinking of that, going like, yeah, but imagination is sort of where evil lands because most people i think are locked into their imagination the whole time they're always thinking they're always identifying with their thoughts and the thoughts always exist in the past and the future thoughts are never present because present is the absence of thoughts so if you're yeah. identifying with thoughts all the time you're always in the past or the future in this world of your imagination and it's like yeah but that's like you know well not again where you again like be but English is a weird language where we can, it's all about interpretation too. So if we're in our imagination, yes, and then if we're lost, that's one thing. But if we're in uh, the creation of something in the moment and that, that manifests from a vision, then our imagination now becomes the guide for the moment. So there's, there's, mm. there's lots of ways to, to, to see what that looks like, you know? I would call that revelation though. I think in the moment, uh, imagination becomes revelation. And then that, because you're still yeah. locked in the moment, but the and inspiration and revelation. But imagination is more like, for me anyway, and you're right. I mean, uh, language is a bendy thing. So is, I, I hear is. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah but totally. I, I, it's interesting. That, it's, it's like a, a world of pure imagination. I'm thinking about, oh, it's a manifestation of all the best things. And so from that perspective, with, with those lyrics, it's like, it's like come with me and you'll in, in the world of your imagination like like you've you we've all co-created people this amazing place to now share in together and then within that space we can be in the moment so it's like it's like again there's a lot of contradictions in spirituality because one thing will sound like the opposite of the other but they can all coexist depending on how, kind of how we're looking at the context for sure i was going more black pill with it like it like that it was like, like it, programming like <laughs> trying trying to guide you into like imagination is good live in your imagination you know totally. instead of living in presence and revelation you know um i don't know it, it, no but, and that's actually there is a lot of predictive programming and lots of ways that uh, yeah. we've been guided not in the best direction from things in the entertainment industry and music and for sure so absolutely yeah so king of the moment it's all about being in the moment what do you do i mean i i, I pretty much know you're, you're a medit i know you're a meditator but like 
one thing I've been thinking about a lot is because I'm not sure if we have free will or not. I really am not clear on that. I, I always ask people that and I don't have a dog in that fight. I just don't know. I really don't. Some people are like, of course we have free will. And some people are like, we don't have free will. But regardless of that, you know, we can, I feel like we can guide our attention and our awareness. And that's like the key to sort of everything because we're guiding it back to the here and now is when we sort of become in communion with God and real revelation and inspiration towards making stuff like music and, and art. What do you think about that? Absolutely. And I think I'm with you on the same page of just staying in the unknown on that one. Um, like just not knowing if we have the free will or not. But that said, um, as far as we're actively doing, we're making choices. The question would be like, if we zoom out of ourselves, are, are those, are we being guided by some other thing to make those choices and therefore we don't have the free will, but it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, all we, all we can do is be present to what we're doing right now. And if we feel like we're making these choices and we're making those choices, we're actively doing things and we're guiding our experience. Um, and you know, knowing how, how time and presence works is like, it's like almost like a dot that's moving this way and the past is now aligned because everything that happened for us has now is a result of those infinite possible choices. But in front of us are infinite little things coming out of the dot that could be happening. And so that's where the free will idea is, is like, oh, this is, this is one line I could choose, but this is another line I could choose. And if I choose this line and do this thing, it'll lead to this new set of possibilities. And now the universe will be completely different than what could have happened if we went down a different line. So from that perspective, yeah, I feel like we're choosing and guiding things along the way, but I like to stick to unknown because, you know, it could be beyond what we realize that, you know, we're, it, it could be destiny that we're choosing freely. <laughs> Right. And the other thing you said that, that that interested me that I've been thinking about a lot lately is what is our motivations? How much are we motivated by fear and how much are we motivated by love? And the thing you said that reminded me of that was setting boundaries and how you're just you're wanting to up level your career and there's nothing wrong with that. And you and you want to get out there. And so you're saying yes to everything. But that almost w when you had the thing with your hands and you said, oh, maybe I should be setting boundaries. It's like almost shifting from a fear based motivation to a love based motivation. 100 percent. Yeah. I mean, I think I like to boil things down to scarcity consciousness versus abundance consciousness. Same exact thing. And scarcity consciousness is the fear, like you just said. And if we're you know, if we feel like if we don't, if we say no, then we might miss out on something, you know, like the, fo the whole idea of FOMO, which is like sort of a cute little, little phrase for that. But it's like, oh, I don't want to miss out this. If I play this one gig, who knows who might be there? And that's going to lead to my thing. And if I didn't, then I would have lost, you know, it's like all of that is scarcity consciousness. It's fear. And if we just really drop that and just get into tr trust and faith and patience and all those kind of deeper values and abundance mindset and the love, like you just talked about, you know, we're going to be a lot more gentle with our choices and uh, you know, and then instead of forcing and clawing at things to sort of make sure that we're we're growing, we're actually allowing and falling into growing. And then all of a sudden it's like it's, it's, it's infinite potential because now it's not from a limited place of the scarcity. It becomes from infinite space. Just like if you freely give without any expectation of, you know, you know a lot of people think, oh, if I give, that means I'm losing something. I'm, I'm going to have less mathematically because I had this and now I gave this. So there, therefore, I subtract. But from an abundance mindset, you're giving freely because you you're coming from infinite. And if you're an infinite, then you can't, there's nothing to lose by giving. And so, and and ironically, what ends up happening when you're in that state is you end up getting a thing, a lot, a lot, you get infinite more, you know, but you're not doing it because you want to get, it just becomes, you know, an inevitable result by proxy, you know, just like abundance mindset.
God loves the joyful giver. Is that the way you say that? I don't know. There's a phrase like yeah. that, something like that. I'm sure, let me I'm take sure. a, or the cheerful giver. I don't know. Somebody <laughs> correct me on that. Let me let's take a quick break. We'll be right back with another song from Deepak right after these words on TNT. Right now, the forgotten poor are waiting for healing and care, for life-saving medical care, for a chance to live with dignity and hope. They are waiting for Mercy Ships and you. Mercy Ships is the largest floating civilian hospital in the world with volunteer medical staff and crew who donate their time to save lives. And now, as our newest state-of-the-art hospital ship sets sail, Mercy Ships will double our ability to reach children and adults who need us now. Without the work of Mercy Ships, these patients don't have another option. Mercy Ships is answering the call to serve suffering people who have nowhere else to turn. Together, we are going to some of the world's most desperate places and bringing a wave of hope and healing to those who need it most. Thank you! Thank you! To learn more about this wave of hope, go to mercyships.org today. Meet Norm. He lives with anxiety. But with the help of this latest innovation from Be Normal, he can be normal. Just like everyone else. With the swipe of a finger, you can project happiness, confidence, machismo. Why settle for being real when you can be normal? The Normal Maker. New from Be Normal. This item doesn't really work because there's no such thing as normal. We're all different. What we like, how our brains work. In fact, one in five of us live with mental illness. Don't filter who you are. Start by talking to someone you trust. And remember, there is no normal. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT, with Joseph Arthur and his Technicolor Dreamcast. And we're back with a world premiere from Deepak called It's Our Time. Take it away, my friend. Yeah, yeah. I'll intro, I'll intro this one a little bit. There was a convention last year in Austin, Texas called uh, the Independent National Convention. And it was like a gathering of lots of, you know, Dennis Kushinis was there and Tulsi Gabbard and lots of different people and panelists. And it was also gathered uh, with a lot of people from different sectors, people from science, you know, education, uh, blockchain, just sort of putting a lot of like high level people together to have conversations and panels and discussions. Um, and, they, and they brought a few artists out there. And I, you know, I know some of the people. My friend Brock Pierce was there. Brian Talaby, who's the CEO of an AI company for education, um, and they asked me like, "Hey, we want you. You know, we'd love if you could write as an anthem for the INC, the INC anthem." And so I wrote this song. We performed it once last year. Since then, I've actually shifted it uh, a bit now because now I like really wanted to like step up the game on it. It hasn't been recorded yet, and so this is the first time I'm really playing this new version. It's acoustic. And so I have like a lyrics in front of me, so I might like scroll through the lyrics as I go, but I want to kind of just give it a taste because I feel like it's relevant to this show and the kind of things we're talking about. So it's called It's Our Time. Oh yeah, and like a lot of the concept of the song is about the phoenix rising, you know, and the, the logo for the INC is a phoenix. Rise up from the ashes, rise up from the flames. See through the lies that feed the fires we create Come out from the shadows, come out in plain sight Nothing to lose, it's time to move into the light Together, united, deny it, or fight it No more hiding anymore, no hiding anymore Our story, we write it, or lose it We can't keep crying anymore Together we will rise, ah, together we will rise, ah, together we will rise, can't wait any longer. 
longer Cause it's our time, yeah Cause it's our time Scroll like down on the lyrics right here. Now crash into the moment. Now come out of the pain. It's time for revolution. Things will never be the same. Waking up to the light in me. Waking up to the stars. Now we're following that feeling in the ember of the heart. Oh, together, united, deny it, or fight it. No more hiding anymore. No hiding anymore. Story, we ride it, we lose it, we can't keep quiet anymore. Together we will rise, ah, together we will rise, ah, together we will rise. Can't wait any longer, cause it's our time, yeah, cause it's our time. Together we will rise, ah. figure out how to like end that acoustically but yeah it's, it's got a whole production behind it and I co-wrote it with uh, one of my musical partners which I definitely want to uh, introduce you to at some point too Johnny Twilight shout out to him for co-writing that song with me amazing singer he was on American Idol back in the day and also on Jesus Christ Superstar touring with Ted Neely and uh, amazing voice so yeah we'll be recording that together as a duet with our voices and harmonies and pretty excited wow. uh, but yeah what you know what's your what's your thoughts man it's uh it's, it's kind of stadium not, rock yeah. anthem dude is my thought especially <laughs> i love the second chorus the breakdown is we definitely do a break with that with the second chorus because that's you yeah, get yeah. the sing-along in the stadium johnny twilight <laughs> what a name is that his given name come on and you also did a little it's beatbox on that <laughs> really that's his real no, name. No, 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 no. His given name, I was about to say, his given name is, uh, is John Twyford. Uh, and his artist's oh. name is John Okay, Twyford, so that's John legit. Twyford. That's legit. Good good change, I think, pretty, in that pretty regard. Close. It's pretty yeah. close. To his it was inspired by his yeah, actual name. It works. It's a good it's a, name. We grew up on the East Coast together in Maryland. We went to college together. We sang in acapella groups. And we've our first, our first band out here in L.A. was uh, together. And then he went back to the East Coast the last 10 years after doing American Idol and a couple other things. And he just got back to L.A. and we're co-writing my new album which is the current working title is identity um and so we're just in the middle of that right now excited to get that finished over the next couple months yeah interesting man it's uh it's a great song i i definitely can hear it as an anthem great strong chorus so i'm excited to hear the full production i think you got to go big with that and the theme oh, yeah. together we will rise is central to you know this time in our life in our culture i mean especially like with the so-called truth movement you know one thing we enjoyed was finding unity together and in, in sort of defeat the mandate and all that it was kind of easy then and then uh israel palestine comes in and then that group splinters off into uh a, another level of division i wonder yeah. what you think of that like divide and conquer is certainly still being employed even when you go down to terrain theory versus virus theory 
It's yeah. man, is that a weird war? And I never under, I, you know, I don't like, look, man, I see both things as possible. I don't know, man. I mean, and, and people are almost religious about those two things. And I'm, I kind of am confused by that. Like, it's like, really, that doesn't seem the main fight. I do understand that it is important that we know the reality of the situation. I get it. And I get how it does make a change, but we should center our central, like, conflict with you know getting rid of these shots regardless of the origin of covid or whatever so yeah. so you see all these splinters happen with division what's your take on that i mean that song is great and needed and and uh i hope people will uh take the message seriously because divided we will fall um you could even throw that as a tagline in i don't think that would be cheesy even you said how, how do i end on an acoustic maybe even the last line of the song and divided we will fall you know what i mean i think that's maybe a decent divided suggestion but, and that's how it ends you know like that's actually pretty good i do say and you and, like and that's free, like free of charge i don't need any <laughs> publishing or Go ahead and just take that. You, but dude, uh, what do you think of the whole, uh, what I just said about the fact oh. that even a truth movement, people are now all divided and crazy. And, and what do you think? Well, I mean, I believe in being passionate about your stand and putting it out there. I think yeah. the key sure. doing that though, still is understanding that even if you're doing that, understanding and relating that other people are also doing that. So even if you, if then you can at least relate, you may not agree, but at least understand and respect that someone else is also standing for what they believe is true. And then that at least drop the energy of it being like we're against each other. It could be more like, hey, we're for truth. Oh, you're also for truth. Now on this particular topic, we may not be aligned, but let's at least come to the table and see what we can do to have a more grounded conversation. But if you're already entering it with the thought Again, back to scarcity consciousness. Scarcity consciousness, oh, if someone is not agreeing with me, they must be against me. They're going to take from me. And that's a, that's a mentality issue. I think the vibe should be more like, hey, I trust that humans, and not, obviously not every single human, but I trust that humanity as a whole, for the most part, are people that are just doing what they think makes sense for them. You know, like if someone's doing something, even if it's bad, it makes sense for them. For some reason, they think they need to do this either to survive or to get by or because they have a grand vision of how the world should work. And they think, OK, let's control the whole world because we have a vision and we think we're going to make it better. So, like, you know, World Economic Forum, whatever it might be, doesn't mean I'm going to agree with that. But at least if I just get back to humanity, like everyone was a baby. Everyone was born at some time. Everyone is, you know, by that proxy has something in them that then developed through whatever external factors in the environment that at least changes the framing of how we're viewing others. And then we get to like, okay, then I can get back to compassion. Because if we're not in compassion, we're just gonna keep butting heads. But if I come from compassion first, I have a higher chance of like bridging the gap with someone who might not agree with me on some idea or theory about science or the war. Well, this is what happened. Well, this is what happened. Okay, cool, let's present each other information from a place of compassion and then we can actually have a conversation and i think that's like the main thing i'm seeing is a lot of people butting heads but they're not from a place that they're not coming from listening they're coming from this is what i believe i'm right no other possibilities and so everyone's just like talking over each other and just butting heads all the time you know and i think that's kind of a core issue just beyond the actual specifics it's more around consciousness it's a consciousness challenge i think we're so lucky that we have music to fall back on man because <laughs> I engage in the Twitter stuff. I'll, you know, I'll write like, you know, messages that are pointed and, and combative here and there, you know, but I always have music to fall back on. I think a lot of people, they only have that. They only have their perspective on these things. And so they're just in constant in that, in that reality all the time. Whereas for me, 
and for you like we can engage in the battle but then always fall back into our studios and just play jams and play music and it's sort of like i think it really helps us to let go of those things and maybe not take everything so personally or something like that do you think there's anything to that absolutely i think as artists we're blessed with uh tapping into a little bit more of the right brain that creative center that heart-based stuff that can actually allow us to be a little bit uh stronger in the skill of just letting go you know you have to be able to let go and surrender and if you're just you know if you're fully on an attachment you know attachment is like one of the fundamental causes of suffering if we're in attachment we're not going to be able to find peace and i think a lot of these conversations we see out there if people don't have an ability to like let go it could be meditation it could be like something it could be you know people go to the gym people exercise we get things out into our back into our bodies and out of our like tight little heads that are attached to ideas um so yeah i think as musicians we're blessed because we by proxy you do something around vibration and letting go literally for a living you know like it's 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 our right brain you know vibration energy you know so that's you know we're we're in a good place for that well, you're using your music to attempt to revolutionize, I would say, and bring people together. That's great. I had Keith Thomas, who's a great producer, songwriter on in the first hour, and he's doing this whole healing music journey, dealing with frequencies like 432 and 528 instead of 440. I'm wondering, do, are you venturing into that realm? I guess that's a huge realm. He told me the Calm app is a, a two billion dollar company now so there's a lot you know there's there's money in meditation it turns out are you do you ever go in that realm the just like sort of healing frequencies 100 percent. all my music's in 432. <laughs> uh, my uh my previous <laughs> my previous uh album was in 444 which is with the band that the stuff i'm doing all right now for identity is all in 432. pandemic the musical is all in 432 um and i've tapped into yeah i've spent a lot of times with with 528 also my birthday is actually may 28th which is 528 and i've tapped into that, that that's the healing love frequency it's the, it's the note c that shifted into a to a specific love healing vibration i've also gotten deep into binaural beats and isotonic frequencies like you know that are there's basically like waves theta waves and delta waves that clash with each other and actually move the body into theta states and so that's like there's a lot of sound healing aspects around that singing bowls tibetan bowls or, or crystal bowls um, as well as, uh, you know, various ways of doing uh, sound vibrational healing for someone like laying on a bed and just like really hitting different chakra points because we have the chakra alignment points in the body that all have sort of different centers um, that you can find through ancient Indian and Chinese culture and they're all kind of parallel. They discovered the same things completely separately from each other and found almost identical centers of, of auric fields and energies for, for healing. So a lot of that sound really hits into those kind of places, you know. Well, I want to ask you, and we only have five minutes left, but I want to ask you about how you get over creative blocks. So maybe you can throw something in about that. But I also want to talk a little bit about Plandemic the Musical, which is about to come out. I mean, what was it like writing for a musical? Did you have to write, like, you know, narrative songs, songs that were, you know, because a lot of times the musical, the the script is is lyrics were you doing that or were you just implementing songs over top of a script yeah. or how did this that is, work you know, we're calling it a musical because it's mostly songs and music based uh but the dialogue isn't singing dialogue that's the, the difference there's there's a little bit of narrative in it and it tells a nice story and it, and it leads up to it but there's a lot you know it's it opens with music it's got music throughout there's original songs i wrote for it um high res and jimmy have a song in it um and it sort of kind of fell into place organically. But for me, it's been really fun because it was I was working with Mickey Willis, who, you know, is one of my, you know, greatest uh, friends and brothers. And we were just thinking about this whole concept, which turned into the idea called the Great Awakening. And that's what we ended up calling 
the last film and that's what the theme song I wrote for this is called The Great Awakening which is the big song that the main lead character in the musical sings as he's suddenly just like kind of fed up he's like you know he's in a world where people are all looking around like zombies and seeing people in their cars with masks and babies with masks and he's in the grocery store and he's got to go to work and you know he puts on his mask for work and he just suddenly is just like yo I'm tired of this and so I wrote that song, The Great Awakening, which happens a couple of times and it's like the main theme, but there's other songs that sort of tell the story throughout. Um, and I wrote some of them and also some of them were songs from a few other people that ended up just kind of organically falling into place, you know, just synchronistically. All right. So that's cool. So how do you, when, whenever you are blocked, and I mean, you do take excellent spiritual care of yourself. I know you have like a, a, a solid morning routine and all that, but you must also come against the the forces of resistance so what's your plan and wh where do you think those forces of resistance arise from and how do you get through them yeah that's a good question in terms of where it comes from i'm not like fully sure i think you know there's certain things that I, i've never been blocked on and there's certain things where i'm just you know i'm just kind of tapping into discovery i think around lyrics um i've had more of a challenge with growth in that area whereas melodies and music all just I've never had a block I just I can listen and all of a sudden I hear all the layers I hear the entire song but it might take me like so that might be an instant channel but it might take me a lot more deep work and, and, and depth to get into like completing the lyrics and I think you know maybe in my case I grew up more in instrumental music classical music things like that so maybe I wasn't you know in my early years primed for more like the like Beatles and mainstream stuff that I got into later so I'm wondering if that's environmentally like just by, by how we were raised maybe we're our brains are more tuned into listening to different things so some people I know like are instant with the lyrics but they don't hear the they don't hear the melody right away you know so I, I don't I haven't experienced any blocks around melody or musical type aspects but what I'm doing in order to discover uh, my blocks around lyrics are really just tapping into studying and listening to people that are inspiring and doing some of these exercises that can really spark the brain going for walks and looking at things and thinking about different ways to describe something I, I can tell I can tell what something is but how many ways can I show what it is through the words so that someone can else have their self-discovery of what it is I'm saying without me actually telling them what it is? And I think poetry is really where that happens. So studying poetry lately, reading a lot more poetry has helped open up my brain a little bit, listening to certain songs that have a lot of nouns in them that can really describe something in such a way that really makes you feel something. Um, so I'm just yes. in, the, I'm in the process of discovery and learning, you know? Stay away from the adjectives you know Hemingway but you know the another great one for that is morning pages uh, I don't know if you ever read the book the artist way but the morning pages right routine Julia Cameron Julia Cameron I, I met her, I met yeah, her in Julia New York Cameron yeah she's in New York I've met her before too but dude writing those three pages of just like unconscious writing it it opens up easier access to words in the unconscious mind anyway man tell everyone where to find you tell them about the projects coming up and thank you for coming on deepak it's been amazing deepak spelled d-p-a-k and uh can be found at deepak future d-p-a-k future online anywhere instagram youtube and you know future my next projects coming up we're finishing pandemic the musical as well as my debut solo album currently working title is identity but it might change once the album is completed i'm very excited to get that going, get, get that out there to y'all i can't wait to hear it man we'll have to have you back when pandemic the musical comes out that sounds amazing i can't wait to see it or hear it and all that deepak good luck with the fast i'll check in with you via the text let's when yeah, i break let's it let's talk about text yeah let's do it let's be fasting brothers all right everybody keep listening to tnt thanks deepak everyone have a great weekend We'll see you again real soon. Bye-bye.